G'day trail runners, welcome to episode 35 of the Trail Runners Experience. So on today's episode I am talking to a legend of the 200 mile scene here in Australia. Uh, we could call him the king of the 200 miler. And um, without much further ado, I'm going to jump straight into the episode and welcome Sean Kaysler. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Trail Runners Experience. I'm your host, Daniel Ferugia, and today I'm joined by a friend from the West, from the wild, wild West, um, a man who has organised races for a number of years and is a very passionate runner himself, and, and he's here today to talk about something that's pretty special and it's the, a new thing in trail running, and that's uh, 200 mile races. So we're joined by Sean Kaysler. Welcome, Sean. Yeah, g'day. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having us on, mate. That's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us all the way from Western Australia. And um, you said it's not the sunny, not the, the nicest day over there. Oh, it's not too bad. No, yeah. I've got some Ks in this morning, so that's always a pretty damn good way to start the day. Yeah. So, but certainly not as cold as what it is over in your place. I think we've got 36 due today, so. Yeah, look, I'll oh, be honest. Right. Uh, summer just hanging on, hanging on ready to, uh, ready to, for the winter to come along. So hopefully uh, between you guys and us, we'll get it, get the, uh, the hills a bit greener. Exactly. We could use some rain over here in South Australia. It's very dry at the moment. Um, yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed some of the, uh, the the footage from out in the courses out there that uh, yeah, you guys had a pretty dry dry uh, summer. Very hot and dry, and we've um you really know it's been dry when you go for a run on the trails and you come back and the the sock line is really well defined at the moment. You know, around your ankles yep. because it's it's not so in winter you don't get that problem as much. But at the moment, you you even on a short run, you'll come back with a some pretty uh, pretty dusty legs. So um, yeah, we're the same. I, mm. I'm finding at the moment that usually uh, come back and get a fair bit of crap up in your in your nose just from all the light fluffy dust. So it is so dry. We've we've had our our driest uh, March I think on record over here. So yeah, I right. know you guys have. Uh, had had a really really dry spell so yeah prone for uh, half decent half decent uh, weather to come along absolutely well we live on a pretty dry continent mate so <laughs> unfortunately sure do but um, before you know it we'll be complaining about the cold um, <laughs> you know but I, I'll I'll True take enough. the cold um, over 45 degree I love I love going in the cold I don't know I like it all and that's the joy of trail running and so um, so Sean we um yeah so just um we'll launch into it maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh who you are and what you do yeah well um my name's sean kaysler um i grew up actually in south australia um over in the Riverlands. so all my family's up in the adelaide hills at the moment um and then 20 20 years ago followed um my love um love of my life at the time over over here to western australia and and um you know, started a family over here, and I've been here ever since. And um, right. Oh, I've always, uh, always loved athletics um, and running and sports. And um, I grew up actually in Loxton, and Loxton's got a uh, a very good reputation for athletics. And and um, um, yeah, I, I did a, a little bit of running and and whatnot in the younger days, and and then had five kids and forgot completely about running and. Um, you know, five kids. But that, yeah, five you're, kids. I thought I was mad with and three then, kids, uh, mate. You're, you're, you're a <laughs> lunatic. Yeah, mine are all, all growing up at home now, though. So, um, I think to be honest, probably about twelve years ago, um, started finding my passion again for uh, for running, and started off struggling with with five k, and um, I think eventually made up to about twelve k, and and then set my eyes on a trail ultra marathon so did a, an, an ultra over here called the six inch which was 46k up in the trails in the hills and and uh that was my first kind of marathon or ultra marathon distance and and it just from there i was addicted so loved the bloody sport um really found it quite infectious the the people excuse me the people in the environment um that it was all about it was everyone was a winner from whether they're 
their first place or last place. You know, it was just a matter of, of getting to the finish times. Time, I find, is quite irrelevant with ultra running. And and um, then, you know, things grew from there. And actually, it was about 2008 or 2009 that I spotted the Coast of Cozzy um, ultra marathon. And I went, righto, one day, that is my absolute dream goal to, to go and be part of that experience and, and um, oh, before I knew it uh, Mick, uh, Mick Thwaites when he came over to um, Western Australia to run the Kep Ultra so, um, so Mick Thwaites and got yeah. to talk yep, Mick yep. Thwaites yeah from Queensland and got talking Amazing. to him and, and um, oh, within I reckon probably two months of us talking about the Coast of Cozzy he uh, got back in touch with us and said look I'm going to try and get in this year you want to come crew for us so um, him along with his best mate Sean Mulholland in in, um, uh, in Queensland and, and Rob Donkus, my mate or our mate over here and myself went over and um, uh, and crewed for Mick for Coast of Cozzy and, and that was it that was uh, I think about 2013 yeah um, and and that just fed me so much passion and inspiration for this ultra ultra running sport so um from there, I came back and, and I guess set myself a few goals and a few plans. And I spoke to Rob, and, and Rob's really well respected in the ultra running community. He's the current president of um, Aura, um, and I spoke to him and I said, "Look, I want to bring events like this um, at you know at the time, particularly back to Western Australia. We we just didn't have a world class event, so to speak, and, and and we certainly had a huge growth in the trail running sport over here and." And so we started. Um, we started Ultra Series WA, and and we fed fed with a mate of mine, Ron. Um, we we used one of his events and added three new ultra marathons to it. Wow! And then started a series. So and now we do. Um, now I think we've got thirteen ultra marathons a year. Um, wow! Well, certainly in the next twelve months, we'll have thirteen ultra marathons just associated with Ultra Series WA. Um, plus, there's another another probably half a dozen ultras that we have over here as well, and and they're all really really well populated. So the the sport has just absolutely exploded over here. So, um, and it, I guess it all culminated um, in in us finally finally producing that real world class event that we wanted in the Delirious West 200 miler that we put on uh, just through just gone down here in the in the south uh, southwest coast of Western Australia. Yeah. So, and that was, um, oh, it was off the charts epic. It was incredible to be part of. Um, you know, this was for me. This was a, a five-year dream that had had come to fruition, and and um, you know, it just exploded. We had, I think, about thirty-five thousand hits to the website, uh, to the Facebook page for that week, and and that's you know, that's ten times the volume we sort of used to do weekly. It was just. So, you know, it was obviously something that Australia, um, you know, and even the world, you know, we had uh, quite a few international, huge, big international names that came over for us. And it's, and it's something that, you know, the trail running nation seems to want that, yeah. where, or the trail running world, where, you know, we, we seem to get one distance done and accomplish that. Yeah. And go, all right, well, what's longer? What's harder? What's tougher? Never enough, um, mate. Never enough. Yeah. 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 Well, that's right. And, you know, that's kind of where it's gone from there. And, and we always always had a plan, obviously to to expand from there, and um, and we got in touch with Ben. Ben uh, Ben Hawkins is um, yep. I've actually been mates with him for quite a few years, and I spoke to him also before we brought um, uh, Ultra Series WA to fruition. Um, and, and Ben's Ben's um, Ben's been a, a, a really good guide and, and giving me lots of information uh, as we've started and as we've progressed and, and grown and just tips and ideas about what works and what doesn't work and and so when I, I made a phone call to Ben I said look this is what I've been looking at it's been at the back of my mind for a while this is what I want to do um, because we need to um, we need to get this out there because the the running population is just craving for this sort of stuff yeah um, I want to come to South Australia and, and, you know, and I want you involved. And, and so Ben and I put our heads together and within 15 minutes we had it all sorted. We knew we knew exactly how each other worked. We knew that, um, you know, working with trail runners, oh, sorry, with um, 
uh, Ultra Runner South Australia was just a no-brainer. We've yep. we're we're putting this together to um, get everyone involved because it's not like the Irrational South 200 Miler is obviously what we're talking about. It's a, a new 200 Miler that we're going to bring uh, to the Adelaide Hills in June. Twenty twenty. Yep. Um, so the first first week of June, the first Wednesday in June, it's, it kicks off uh, in Murray Bridge, and it'll finish up in Clare. Um, but it's, I guess, really, it's um, oh, it's hard to explain without without actually being at the event. It is a week of your life that you will never forget. If you've got any inkling of passion for this sport, if you're involved with it with any sort of capacity. Um, it just, it, actually, a runner told me, he got back in touch with me about three weeks after the Delirious West over here, and he said, mate, this bloody event is just in my veins. It is running through my veins. I just, it's going to be in my veins for the rest of my life. I got that much out of it. So um, he's, uh, you know, he's going to be involved there in uh, the Irrational South as well. We'll, yeah. we'll bring quite a few of our runners and crew over. Um, Great. Um you know, and, and we hope to uh, hope to have a lot of you guys involved as well, particularly in, in South Australia there, because um, if, whether you're, you're running, you're crewing, you're pacing, uh, you're spectating, or, or you're volunteering, I mean, it is honestly, it is so inspiring to watch these people just go to really, really high highs and really deep, dark lows, and yet. You know, you see them at that finish line and it is just an emotion that is so, it's just, it's hard to be, it's almost intangible as to what that emotion is. It's just ecstasy-like. Yeah. Like no, no other feeling that you can get, so. I, um, yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, I've experienced it in my longer races. Like, I've done a few hundred K races, and um, but I've never gone beyond 100. And, you know, I'm sort of toying with a uh, 100 miler at the moment and um yeah, but, nice. you, but you know like you just i i know and when you get into that i've been into that deep place you know in 100 k's where you get real you know but you can't really experience the highs until you get that low like you you know it takes you to a different place you know like i oh very much so i imagine with a two, 200 miler it's probably extended somewhat you know well so. i find uh, some people say that a 200 miler is easier than a 100 miler huh. um for the, the reason being, I guess, is because the time, like on a hundred mile, you're still kind of capped to your time. You're always, you know, often you're pushing for your time goals to get it done. Mm. Whereas with a 200 miler, you, I guess you can take it almost a little bit more casually, if you get what I mean. Um, you know, yeah. you don't, you're not so pressured by time as such. Um, personally, I actually found it a lot harder, but a lot different. Um, well, I, I went over to um, California and ran the, the Tahoe 200 mile. I was going to ask, um, yeah. A couple of years ago. And, and you know, I've done, I'm not sure how many 100 miles I've done. I've only done the one 200 mile of it. But I've, when I compare it's 200 mile to 100 mile, I almost feel like 100 mile is equivalent to a 5K as a 200 mile is like a marathon. You know, there's quite a, yeah, wow. for me, there's quite a distinct difference because 100 mile, you know, generally, uh, let's say roughly 24 hours, I guess, is probably, a, you know, an, an average rough time that you get it done. A 200 mile, you're talking only double the distance, but probably four times the amount of time that you're going to, or three or four times the amount of time that you're going to be out there. And you put sleep deprivation, exhaustion, um, you know, malnutrition, all that into into the system, and 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 suddenly, you know, that's mentally where oh, it, it's it's the journey. Yeah, it's it's definitely a journey. But but um, I hope Amelia doesn't mind me saying this, but Amelia Griffiths came over here, and you know, I, I just had great chat with her um, in the, in the lead up to the race. I happened to share a car ride down from Perth five hours south down to the start and and um you know we just shared lots of lots of things about life and about running and whatnot and when when she finished through the race so I, I saw her at some really low lows during the race and then i saw her at her highest highs when she came over the finish line and yeah and, um and she got back to me a couple of couple of weeks after and said you have no idea how much this has changed my life i am so confident in life now in in taking what I've just achieved out of this, and and we got to witness that, like 
you know, there's, you know, for us yeah. over here, we had 35 runners for Delirious, um, which was incredible. That's pretty, we were hoping for 30 runners in the first year just to keep it controlled because obviously this for us was just way bigger and more, you know, we had 25 aid stations over a 350 kilometre end to end event. So logistically, it was just way bigger than anything we'd ever done. Um, and yet, we, you know, we pretty much nailed it. So, We've already got, I think, close to 60 entered now for 2020 for the Delirious, and wow. and I think we'll probably expect similar sort of numbers for um, the Irrational um, uh, in South. this first year, yeah. um, because it's you know been in South Australia, suddenly it's um, it's a, a lot more accessible, so to speak, than what Western Australia is, because you can get people driving over from Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane, and and, and of course your you know your big um, contingent that you've got there in SA that'll that will be involved so it's a, yeah. just a, you know certainly going to be a little bit cheaper and, a, and more accessible for, for those to be involved for the irrational south and realistically it's actually um the, the the irrational south course that you've got lined up and look i'm actually looking at the map right now and i mean you're yeah. very you're, it's really so close to adelaide you know like we're really you know you're, at no point probably i mean claire is probably the furthest part yeah, point right. away it's an hour, what an hour and a half yeah, maybe. I've, I haven't been to Clare for a while, but yeah, it's really not that far. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's people who, who supporters can come out from the city at any point. But um, yep. yeah, no. It's... Yeah, well, you can be based. That's right. You can be based, you know, from your place in Adelaide almost. So yeah. Um, you know, it's one thing we found over over here for the delirious. It, the the first hundred and forty k were really quite isolated. Excuse me. Yeah. So you're almost at. You're almost staying at one town, and you've got to drive out 130k to go and mm. you know support your runner. Um, whereas the the uh, the irrational south over there is really really accessible. Um, right. You know it's it's quite open and and um, really close to the city. So um, yeah, even, yeah, you know Murray Bridge being the starting point, and then it obviously gets closer when it gets up to um, uh, through Springton and and um, Truro and and Tunkillo, I think you pronounce it up in the hills up there it's all all pretty close so and the other good thing as well about the um the irrational south is actually for spectating um there's going to be quite a few um quite a few points where there's road reserves and and um you know road crossings etc where um um you know spectators will be able to come out and support support the runners there absolutely yeah i imagine um i guess there's so many questions i have about about uh 200 mile races in general but i mean i didn't like a lot of people, just even getting my head around, I've been following ultras for years and, and been involved in it, but getting my head around just the time frames involved and um, that it's just so different, you know, just and watching on the, uh, over the weekend, I watched that little documentary about Courtney DeWalter doing the Lake Tahoe 200. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a brilliant documentary and it just, I mean, I already had a lot of respect for, for her as an athlete, but that just, my respect for her is through the roof now. She's just so... Um, she's pretty honest, isn't she? Honest, but she's really gracious, you know. And no, she's, yep. you know, a lot of people you see ultra runners, they they hit these lows and they get real negative and they get a bit nasty. But she never got nasty. She's just so kind and and like her whole support crew were just so like amazing. And, you know, just really, yeah. there's a lot of genuine like love and care for one another. And and that's something I really maybe. Maybe it's this, that particular type of distance that brings it out as well, like because you know minutes don't matter as much as much as hours, you know, like. No, that's <laughs> right. But I, I also, I also find that I think as an as an overall general rule, the ultra running community is like that. Minutes don't count so much. Yes. Yeah. You know the support for everyone and and look we. We we find that generally the the runners, the ultra runners, no one really cares what time you get. If you get to that finish line, you're gonna get just as many accolades as someone that that got there, you know, 25 hours earlier. Yeah. But I think, you know, one thing we found with um, Harmony Weight and Jean Dykes who, who came over the finish line in about 101 and a half hours um, for Delirious is. They were out there for 40 hours longer than the person that came in first. And yet there's probably just as many, if not more, kudos for them because they're out there doing the same distance but working so much harder to get it done. Yeah. So, um, and that's that's our sport. That's our community. I love 
that that is how ultra running is is perceived and and not just perceived that's how it is that's yeah that's what um you know that's uh, look that's the biggest thing that attracted my passion for ultra running is is everyone is equal and and i love that you know you can't you can't fake that so yeah um absolutely and so like as a as a race director for something like this obviously like the logistics for you you must have a small army of of uh volunteers and um support crew for you because i can't even imagine i mean i know knowing ben hawkins quite well and he's always got his hands full with every event you know he does a lot of events here in south australia and he's like he's the the ultra guy you know when it comes to a race like ultras he's pretty much the main man and um so yeah but just like logistically how do you how do you sort of manage it all logistically like um well i guess with us we'll we'll um we'll pretty much you know we're fortunate now that we we can replicate a lot of what we did for the delirious um the whole structure side of things will be really really similar um we had as an example numbers wise we had 35 runners this year we had 130 something volunteer positions um and then there was about another 70 odd support crew and staff on top of that so for 35 runners we had about 200 support crew and volunteer positions yeah so um you know it's it's huge um We'll, we'll actually, I know because of the growth of the, the uh, entries already over here, we'll probably just about double our volunteer allocation um, for the delirious over here. So we'll probably yeah. look at 200 volunteer roles um, wow. alone for delirious. And, and with your, so we, I guess with your point to point, we kind of, we yeah. make it difficult for ourselves in, in logistically and volunteer wise, we need, need so much more assistance um but i guess that also makes it well it it does it makes it so much more interesting and so much more um um i guess people want to be involved with an end-to-end maybe more than a loop or or multiple loops because it's absolutely it's different terrain all the time and and mentally um you know it's probably a bit more exciting in that sense but look where we'll have um generally we have a bit of a core group and a core group of the organizers and um you know we've still got to finalize that but certainly certainly uh ben and myself um uh will be the the main people um looking at uh, at running it and then we'll have a couple of volunteer coordinators and i'm fortunate to have my race director and volunteer coordinator from the deliriates they're going to come over to adelaide and and um jump on board and help out as well so um we'll, we'll hopefully have the likes of um legend michelle hanlon over there yeah uh, joining with ben and myself and and um gabby and, and bill from here in perth um mm-hmm. and then we'll put together um put together a, a a system of of what we did here we haven't quite worked out the locations which is on i'm coming over in a few weeks um over to the hills over in adelaide to to run a, 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 a some of the course and, and logistically work out exactly where we're going to locate all the aid stations. And we'll have, at this stage, I would presume, four sleep stations as well. Oh, so cool. sleep stations is where we'll, we'll either be set up um, in a little community park or a sports oval or uh, a campground or um, even an, um, even in maybe a hotel uh, where we'll have a few rooms set up with some beds and where the runners and, and even you know if available the crews will take a bit of time out and, and um, you know recover and get a few hours kip or or whatever they they require and but I would presume we will have somewhere in the vicinity of 20 odd um, aid stations. Yeah, right. So it's well supported um, then when you think about it. It's very well supported, you know, like for 200. Oh, I'm yeah, I suppose you need it for that for that d- distance. You know, it's 320 kilometres, isn't it, essentially? Yeah, around... three, I think it works out to about three, depending on exactly where we, we finish. Um, uh, it'll, that, again, that'll, that'll all be um, finalised in the, in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, it'll be just over 320 kilometers um and i guess we try and support them as much as we can um because you don't you know if you're going to be running for let's say 96 hours 
um, you don't want to be carrying too much. So if we can, yeah, if we can catch up with the runners every fifteen odd k, um, certainly safety wise, it's it gives us a good idea of uh, of where they're at. We'll generally have well, we will have floating medics. Um, yeah, so we'll have medics that'll float around. Plus we'll have uh, first aid um, volunteers at each of the aid stations, and and so it could just give us an idea and uh, of. Uh, you know how the runners effectively are, are tracking and, and we'll have um, satellite trackers on them as well and oh, uh, which will have your EPIRBs, um, you know your personal EPIRB sort of things uh, on them as well but but um, certainly logistically hopefully the um, the irrational south will will be a little bit easier because it's not quite as isolated as what the delirious west was yeah you're not so, so far but, from um, civilization at any point really are you so no, well, that's right. So, and, mm. and look, if we're hoping, um, well, undoubtedly, um, you know, the South Aussie ultra running community and even just the trail running community in general or the running community in general, um, hopefully they'll, they'll jump on board and support this event. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, and come out and volunteer where you can and, and um, just to be involved in some capacity because it is honestly um, uh, incredible. I reckon... We've probably got 20 odd entries in the Delirious for 2020 that were volunteers from 2019. Yeah, wow. Just because they were just absorbed by the whole roller coaster of emotions and excitement and sleep deprivation and and just the. Oh, look, the, the, I can't, it's, it's hard to put in words <laughs> at just what an event like this is. You, you've just got to be involved or, or even just spectator or, or something just to yeah. just see how engrossing it is. It is, on, on, honestly, Daniel, it is a week you would never, ever forget. Oh, oh Delirious, the first year, every year, but the first year of Delirious yeah. will just sit with me so pretty for the rest of my life because... It was just amazing. So. I, I tell you, yeah, you're selling it very well. Um, my wife will probably be annoyed at you for selling it so well to me because <laughs> now I'm. So are you going to be at the start line? Is uh, that what you're saying? Well, I, I may be entertaining the idea of it because even though I haven't even run a 100 miler yet, but um. Hey, mate, I had we had someone over here that the further they would they done was uh, 50 miles. And, yeah. Um, they came and run run 200 and yeah. i can actually tell you now i can't reveal too much but uh, by the time this goes live anyway uh that we have a little project coming where we're going to take runners that haven't even done an ultra run ultra marathon yeah we're going to train up two ultra marathoners uh, sorry two runners from here in perth um up to the, the irrational south we're actually going to fly them over next year really and uh we're putting them through a 12-month course and and the irrational south will be the pinnacle of um wow of their 12 months worth of training so anyone can do it that... daniel with the right mental capacity and and a bit of discipline and and um belief that is it's amazing what our bottles body capable of. Fascinating. So, as far as like entry requirements go, are you drawing the line for qualifications anywhere? Do or? you want to know what our qualifications are? I would love to know. If you're, if you're stupid enough to think of entering, then you're stupid enough to enter. Well, there you go. I, <laughs> I know lots of stupid Look, people, day, myself included. Uh, <laughs> the times are generous. Yeah. The times are generous. You know your abilities better than what we know your abilities. So if this is something you can really think you can tackle, well, then give it a bloody good shot. So we're going to put all the support uh, in place um, at regular intervals along the way to support you to get you from that start to that finish line because I don't want to see any DNFs. Well, yeah. I don't want, oh, you know, that's, it's devastating. It's gut-wrenching for me to, to see a runner get to that point where they just don't want to go or they can't go any further yeah um so you know we'll put whatever we can in place to get you to that finish line we had a lot we had 80 percent finish at, i was just going to ask rest, which is that's incredible huge number that's, for such a big race oh that's massive numbers mm. we just we had a, a ultra marathon over here two weeks ago uh where we had a 34 percent finish rate wow so um you know this was i mean that, admittedly that is a really hard technical event uh, challenging event but but the 
you know, the deli- we put for these longer events, we put whatever we can in place to get to that finish because, yeah. you know, it, it, look, it, it is an investment to, to come to these events. You know, there's an investment in the entry, uh, there's an investment, um, you know, psychologically um, in, in all the time that you put into training to get up to this stage. There's obviously a, a financial investment in, in, you know, a support crew, if that's how you're going to be, if, you know, in flights, in travel, in, in whatever. Um, there, there is that investment there, but but um, you know we, that's that's why we want to do whatever we can to to get to the finish. So yeah, that's so good. There's not many uh, sports where the organisers want you to do so well. You know, like you know you're you're like but you're backing everyone. You really want people to get into it and do well. Whereas you know you're not trying to make them fail. You know, like um, we, no, you know, I guess. And that's what makes this sport so unique and amazing, you know. So. Um, oh, very much. Yeah. My, I guess my biggest tip, my biggest tip for a two hundred miler, is get your head right. Yeah. If you can go into this, like don't worry about, look. If it's your first one, um, you know, obviously, like I said, everyone knows their ability better than what anyone else knows. But if it's your first one, or if you just want to get there and get it done, don't give yourself an option for out. Yeah. Now, if you go in and say, no matter what, or even say to your crew, no matter what, do not let me pull out of this, um, then you know there's a really good chance that you're you're gonna you're gonna do it. Look, we only had with delirious, we had two cases where where people's bodies were gone mentally. They were there mentally. They were they were yeah. ready to keep going, but just physically they just could not go any further. One guy took his shoes and socks off for a change. And his and his feet just swelled up instantly with uh, edema and and blood um, blood flow up uh, issues and whatnot, and he couldn't actually get his shoes back on. Oh wow! So he was withdrawn from the race there. So, um, you know, and he was two hundred and something k in. Another lady got to three hundred and seventeen k, I think it was. Oh. And you know, unfortunately, she was just physically just not able to step any further. Um, yeah. You know, so she ended up um, she ended up. Um, being taken off to the the local hospital and and just got some treatment and and um, in, uh, some um, I think there's insulin put back into her and, and whatnot just to uh, just to come back. But you know mentally she was there. She, yeah. She's a classic. She's a real tough West Aussie runner. And and I got a a, a photo from the uh, from the hospital ward with her giving me the birds and you bastard i'll be back again next year to come and get this done so yeah awesome um, and i mean like that yeah. race particular like you're doing it in in the height of summer as well aren't you like um oh uh, yeah it? we are but you know everyone thinks that and knows that west aussie's uh west australia is pretty warm mm. but um down where that event is it, it's kind of like um Oh, a bit cooler. What can I, it's, oh, definitely. It's kind of yeah. in between, I guess, Victor Harbour and Mount Gambier weather down there. Oh, okay. So it's, it's um, yeah, you know, the, the I think the maximum average was maybe maybe 24 or 25 down that area. Oh. Um, we did, admittedly, the first day in the hottest area, which was the most exposed. It did get up to about 36, I think, in, yeah. the, in the Arbo, which is, yeah, definitely, especially for those uh, runners from the States coming over from the snow. Yeah, you know, they're in the snow three or four days earlier, and then they're running in this in this heat that wiped uh, wiped some people out. But um, yeah, generally down there it is um, it is pretty nice, but it, it also can change very very quickly from one day to the next, so, or even in the same day. You know, the, the weather can be like Melbourne, where it can be four seasons in one because of cold fronts from coming from the uh, Arctic Ocean, so yeah. uh, sorry, Antarctic Southern Ocean. So, um, yeah. yeah. The Irrationals. Hopefully with the Irrational South. It's quite cold. I know with the Irrational South, it's going to be cold, wet and miserable um, probably more than one occasion. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But um, it's certainly exposed. Um, Yeah. You know, it will be a wet weather race uh, and it'll be cold. It'll be freezing overnight. Yeah. But, um, you know, what race has got perfect weather the whole way through? Exactly. 200 miles. Exactly, you'll see it all. Yeah. But um, I yeah, think exactly. um, yeah, you've, I'm just looking at your um, your your group page, and you've got so you're doing these recce runs in May, coming out here yes. in South Australia. So I'll just um, 
because I can give a shout out to those. If for, is, are they are locals welcome to join in? Like you put them up? Oh, absolutely. We'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. I know there are already a couple of locals. I think there's um, there's uh, actually a couple of us coming over from. I think there's three of us coming over from WA um, that are gonna gonna be involved. Um, yeah. I think there's a couple of people coming up maybe from Victoria. That just look, it just happens to coincide that they're all gonna be in Adelaide that week. Yeah. Um, so um, and yeah, mate, I would love the South Aussies to to come out and come and experience. Look, if you're thinking about being involved, uh, mm. uh, either as a runner or a volunteer or even support crew, come out and join us. So um, we'd love to learn a little bit more about that area. So my folks do live up do live up in the hills. They live up near Gummeracka and Kersbrook. Oh, cool. Uh, and, and my, and my um, brother and sister-in-law and sister, they all live uh, Williamstown and, and just up Golden Groveway. So I do know the area pretty well yeah. um but um certainly running wise of you know I've, I'm, I'm not terribly familiar with with a lot of the trails through the hills and and i want to come and experience it obviously ben ben and, and your uh, ultra running crew there know, know you know most of it probably like the back of your hand but um a lot of these wanna... this particular trail i'm actually not very familiar with i mean i know the areas but it's um, only new yeah, it's only been there for a few years, I believe. So, so you, you've got um, on the seventh of May, you're running a twenty-five k recce from Tunkillo to Springton, um, yep. which is a, um, it might be tricky for some people because uh, Ben's uh, Hubert one hundred is on yeah, that that's previous we weekend. The timing for that sort of things isn't perfect, but uh, me being an Adelaide Crows fan, I had to come over and see the Crows on the Sunday. So. Oh, there you go. Well, look, <laughs> so priorities. Selfishly, I guess I'll sign it for that week. Yeah, and then you know, I'll I'll catch up with Ben and Michelle. Hopefully, Michelle's looking at maybe coming out a little bit later that week. Uh, we've got one on the Monday, yes. Monday from Murray Bridge to Monato area, or just up the hill from Monato. Yeah. Tuesday from Tunkilo to Springton. Wednesday, um, I think we're doing just north of Truro. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, up towards Udunda Way, um, Dutton. I think we're starting at Dutton and going towards Udunda. Um, and then Thursday we'll um, do the last section back into Clare. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and we'll probably uh, uh, if anyone if anyone uh, wants to come and join us, just keep an eye on it. We'll set them up as little events on the uh, Irrational South um, group page, and and we'll put in some more information where we're going to stay each night, and, yeah, and uh, how we're planning on doing it with a bit of carpooling and whatnot. So the yeah. whole idea is we'll just drop drop the car at one end, and and then um, you know drive to the start, and and then do a carpool um, back to the start at the at the finish. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be all, all paces uh, encouraged. We'll just um, kind of either sheepdog back or or the ones up at the front can sheepdog back. Or we'll, we'll, look, we're going to take a fair bit of um, videography and photos and, yeah, and uh, for promotion there anyway. So it's yeah. just going to be more an enjoyment of the environment and the surrounds rather than uh, anything fast and, and pacey. So. Yeah. No, look, I'm sure you'll get some people who will come and use it as a, an opportunity for a recovery run after running the 100 miler. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> you know, knowing what ultra runners are like, they, there's no stopping them. If they can, you know, they'll, they'll want to just, they like to back up and if they're feeling all right. I'm, I'm running up there, running the 50K with my wife, she's doing, and so, nice. yeah, so we've never actually run a race together and stayed together. So we're going to do that and that'll be fun. Um, so it'd be nice to go up and Are you still going to be married at the end of it? Well, I reckon we might be, you know, we, as you know, we've, we've got three children and so it'll be a, a number of hours, just the two of us, which will be really nice. Yeah, <laughs> Almost like quite a, refreshing to be honest, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, so um, no, no, it's, it's amazing, like the um, the Hubert one I highly recommend, which is coming up very soon, if you're ever in the, in the vicinity for that one, um, it's... Yeah, that's a great part of the world as well. So, oh, I love the Flinders. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Absolutely love it. Yeah, um, I've done. I've, we've been up there nearly every year since Ben's organised it, and um, I know it was his. That was kind of his bucket list kind of race that he wanted to organise, and so. But I guess the the goalposts keep moving for poor old Ben, and um, there's always new races to be. People want more and more and more. And go, I yeah, mean, of course. Where does it stop, yep. Sean? That's my question. Is it is it, is the three hundred miler going to become the new thing? The four hundred miler? Oh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah people's people that 
want to do the longest stuff certainly aren't, aren't shy of traveling generally you know they'll, yeah. they'll chuck these items on um on on their bucket list and and um and travel so i know um already for the delirious for for next year we've got um well, i think we've already got seven or eight internationals yes um, and we've certainly got a couple of dozen interstate runners that have already entered um, you know, so for these sort of longer distance events, people will go anywhere. And and I also love um, growing up in the country. I'm a bit of a I'm, I'm a bit of a passionate bloke about getting investment back into the country, yeah. um, country towns, country regions. Um, and you know, the 200 milers for for me, we actually have another one coming in 2021 um, right. that will add to. At a third to our stable. Uh, again, that'll be uh, over the east there somewhere. So triple um, crown. Can't obviously reveal anything at the moment, but um, that'll be cool. Supposedly, um, well, we're we're looking at making a triple crown up yep. there. So instead of the triple crown, but um, ah, I to say we're going to stop at that as well. So <laughs> um, yeah, we've got we've already got a couple of very 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 big names committed to coming over to the Irrational South. So, um, and I can't I bend your arm, can I? They're international as well. Um, in fact, I think I already have four, but um, uh, I haven't got them obviously signed up yet because registrations aren't, aren't open. But um, we are going to be bringing some very big names to South Australia, so ah. uh, hopefully including some world record holders. Um, so um, yeah, I can't wait to show off show off the, the beauty of what you guys have got there. So um, you know, and uh, I know what Ben Ben Hawkins um, what he puts on and how professional he is, and and I'm pretty bloody pumped to be working with him. To be honest, it was a no-brainer. Um, yeah. that we were going to do this together and and um, you know with your your community over there and with our community here it's we all share the same one passion um, and, and that is to put on and be involved in an incredible sport that's yeah. all embracing um, and um, you know the irrational south is is just going to be another one of those things and and it'll be hopefully forever on the South Australian ultra running calendar. So well, you know, um, yeah, it's um, it's, it, it, I think that there's already a lot of people talking about it, and um, and because you know we've been recently, um, or last year he started up the six day event, the Adelaide yes. six, six day, yep. which um has got actually went really well and I I didn't run it and it's a 1.4 kilometer circuit around the park here and um yep. and they um yeah some good some great performances there and um I think one bloke ran the he ran 800 kilometers one of the our good our good runners and um yep. and but there were some great performances at, at all levels and but you know so an event like that obviously has huge logistics in terms of but it's all in the one spot, you know. Like you've got got all your volunteers had to be there quite a lot because it's over such a long period of time. Whereas this one, you've got the same kind of duration, but it's going spread out over. Yeah, twenty five k. That's right. Yeah, so that. So I guess what we do, uh, how how we set up the aid stations, um, like well, I guess effectively groups or people almost take ownership of that aid station so we supply them with um we supply them with the basics you know marquees tables chairs um some some stock ingredients you know tailwind nutrition they're they're a massive sponsor uh of, of all of our events and they're going to continue uh with the irrational south they'll be a sponsor for that um the so we supply tailwind we'll have ginger beer um coke um you know uh, at sections along the way we usually have fruit um, fruit at the, I guess we'll have fruit probably within the first hundred mile and quite a bit of it, and then um, you know we we'll still have fruit in the second hundred mile, but uh, won't be as much because people usually by that stage want some more savoury and and um, you know again we'll provide some savoury food and and we'll probably go along the lines of um, uh, supplying a like an FPOS card, 
yeah, right. right cost voucher. And then we ask, like, each aid station has a team captain, um, and the team captain effectively takes charge of that aid station. Um, you know, we'll, we'll ask them to, to provide certain things, um, you know, to, to uh, implement, um, you know, being able to cook hot food or, or boil water, etc. Um, you know, more, more you, like your little camping ovens or your camping cooktops and, and those instant boilers and stuff like that. Um, you know, people usually bring out their Engel fridge or the Wacos or, or whatnot. Um, we even had some camper vans um, for Delirious where people had their little kitchens on board. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, you, you, we really kind of open the open up the... We'll, we'll give basically a, a bit of a set menu for what, what um, we'll provide. Um, and then, you know, uh, it's up to the aid station captains they can provide, um, you know, cook up some soups or some stews or, or make up some savoury options or slices or, or sweets or, you know, it's really kind of open slather in that as to, um, you know, what they want to provide. Um, we'll probably end up having, we say there'll be, say, roughly 20 to 24 aid stations. Um, They'll, some of them will rotate, right? So some will be set yeah. up at the start, but obviously they're only going to be set up maybe for two or three hours. But then yeah. some of the aid stations towards the end will be set up for probably 45 to 50 hours. So, um, wow. Yeah. But, you know, we'll rotate as much as we can with volunteers and numbers. But, you know, usually we encourage, um, we'll try and get um, at least four people on each aid station. Um, and, you know, and everyone just takes shifts and turns and, and, you know, at that time of year, you'll be able to set up your own little camp ovens and, uh, you know, your little um, burners and, and maybe little gas heaters and, and whatnot and make a, make a really cool um, cool week of it, so to speak. And, and yeah. I guess we try and encourage everyone to, to really embrace and take ownership of the aid stations they're involved with. The team captain often sets a theme. So we had all sorts of themes set up down here. We had a pirate theme at Delirious. We had an Australia theme, um, you know, obviously representing Australia for all those internationals. Um, yeah. Um, you know, there was all sorts of, of themes set up. We had a surf life saving at one of the places because there was a river crossing. So we'll, that's the other thing I haven't really touched on. We'll have a few iconic um, South Aussie obstacles, so to speak, uh, or maybe tasks that will need to be achieved during this event so like in, wow. in perth uh, or in, in the for the delirious down south there was a kayak crossing uh there was a, a boat ferry crossing um huh. for about four or five k over an inlet uh and there was also the treetop walk um where you're 40 meters above the, the forest um really through these giant giant tingle trees and carry trees yeah it was amazing so um that was all part of the course um, yeah and you know that'll be the same replicated next year and and in south australia there's a few little few little iconic things that are coming that no one will know about until during the event um which uh, will will be part of what needs to be done to to complete the event so um wow yeah there's a few things where a few tricks where we've got up our sleeves yeah. to um just make it absolutely unique and one of a kind yeah so. you are definitely selling it very well to me and so um <laughs> oh I'd, look it's it's easy yeah. to sell it's, it's yeah it sells itself you know these events are, are, are they sell themselves yeah. so, you know if you have the right people driving it which you know we're we're fortunate i've got such great network of support behind me and then you know obviously ben ben and michelle have got exactly the same there so um you know hopefully hopefully between all of us we can we can take ownership of this event because this isn't this isn't just an ultra series wa event or an ultra runner south australia event this is the community this is yeah. you know this is we want this to be south australia's and, and look to be honest we're actually showing south australia off to the world as well absolutely we have like like we did in in sleepy little Northcliffe. there's a town where we start delirious west off which has got about 300 people we booked out every single bit of accommodation in that town, even though it's a tourist town. We yeah. completely sold out the accommodation there this year, uh, and we we moved 30k up the road to a place called Pemberton, which we booked out a lot of the accommodation there as well. Wow. You know, we we want to bring that to, to to South Australia, and and we want to show off just the absolute beauty of the Adelaide Hills to to you know to the world we'll have again 35 40 50, 
hits to the to the Facebook page over that week of the event, and that's you know not all of that is going to be Australia. There yeah. will be people from every. I've spoken to some really big names about looking at getting them over over here, um, both to the delirious and the irrational, to 2020. And everyone that I've spoken to already knew all about the delirious. So, um, you know, the irrational is going to have the exact same effect. There aren't many 200 milers in the world. We're the only ones at the moment that do an end-to-end in, in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. So, um, you know, I know there's a couple of other 200 miles out. There's one other one in, in Australia as well. But we're the only ones that do an end-to-end. And the end-to-end 200 miler has that appeal. It has an appeal like no other. So oh, yeah. you just can't replicate it. And, and you know, we're coming to South Australia. We're, we're <laughs> look, no. I, I'm obviously growing up in South Australia. I'm pretty damn passionate and proud about about what's there. But, you know, we're going to get to show that off to the world. So, And I can't wait to come over next month and actually get some, some more photography. I was over there. I, I come over... Um, Oh, I think it was the last year, it might have been the year before now, for my sister's wedding, and, and uh, I caught up with um, David Turnbull, and I yep. went out uh, just north of Udunda and caught, met, met up with him out in the middle of the trail whilst he was doing his end-to-end on the on the Hyson, yes. so the FKT, and um, you know I got some some footage out there, and, and even just some photography of all the old buildings and the stone walls and and the the ridge lines, and it's just it's raw. It's so beautiful out there. So it is. You know, yeah, we get to show that off to the world, Daniel. So that's so um, good, Sean. I think um, yeah. yeah, look, it's very exciting. Now I, I I I'll get a lot of shit if I don't press you a little bit about any clues that you might be able to drop in terms of who these big names are. So, can you drop us any clues? Uh, maybe tell us what continent are they from? The North American continent. Um, Some. I have possibly a couple from North America. Um, I have definitely Kiwi involved, and right. I've got someone from Europe coming over. Um, so. Interesting. And I actually have. Yeah, I know there's going to be more than that, but there's certainly um, there's certainly ones that we did you we chase them down. No, we'll highlight. What's that? Sorry. Did you chase them down for the uh, to be involved? Um, I certainly did approach them, but it was already an evolving conversation. If, oh, if cool. you kind of get what I mean, we are, yeah. you know we fortunate through our circles, I guess. Um, you know, we get to associate with some pretty cool pretty cool people who share a, uh, a really similar passion so um, and, and like I suggest you know, a lot of them already knew about the delirious well all of them every one of them already knew about the delirious anyway um, so um, to get to get um, to yeah. get them you know to try and break this to them of what it was we already I guess had our foot in the door because they already knew all about it so um, yeah we'll uh, We'll certainly, certainly, um, certainly be having. It, look, it's going to be amazing for for us as Australians to be running the same footsteps as what these runners are going to be running. Yeah, so, it's, um, it's super exciting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, can't wait. You um, at the at the Delirious, you had Candice Burt, who is they yes. call her the Queen of the Two Hundred Milers because she basically organises. The th- is it uh, more at least three in America? Yeah, she yeah. organises all three, all three point to point, um, two hundred milers in uh, North America. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I was fortunate to meet meet up with Candice over in um, when I did Tahoe, and we knew, you know, I get the reason I went and did Tahoe is because I wanted to be able to go through the experiences of what a two hundred miler was before I then went to go and put on a two hundred miler. Um, and so we spoke to her then, and, and we, we, you know, started a, a great friendship and mateship there. And and um, she knew this was coming um, for the Delirious West. So to get her over for that, she was in right from the start. She just shares a mutual passion and said, "Look, that just fits perfectly into my schedule." And Excellent. and she's actually coming back to the Delirious West again for um, 2020. Oh, cool! Um, and we've got Catra Corbett coming over. Um, Sean Nakamura. Sean Nakamura won Tahoe the year that I was there. Oh wow! Um, he's from San Diego. 
Um, uh, and then we've got a few other internationals entered as well. Bree Sharma, the Indian adventurer, he'll, he'll be back again as well. Um, he's actually um, already insisted to be coming to the Irrational South as well. Huh. So he's probably the first big name international that I can drop. So yeah, cool. he'll definitely be at the start line. And he's um, he holds all sorts of... Uh, Indian um, national records for he's climbed Mount Everest K2 um, he's done so many massive adventures uh, he's just um, he's an adventurous freak he loves that sort of stuff and, and uh, he said there's no way I'm I'm not going to come over and, and do the irrational south so um, he'll he's the first big name I guess we can drop that'll that'll be involved um, and uh, yeah that's exciting yeah, yeah, I can't give away too much more. No, I Best we wait till the entries open. So. I, I, we'll probably, um, speaking of that, entries will open uh, at this stage probably around July. So we usually do it about 11 and a half months before the event. Okay. Um, just to give people enough. Uh, so actually it might even be towards the end of June. We'll just... Um, We'll speak with the authorities and and um, just you know fine tune a few few things that we're going to be required there, and then um, uh, you know then once we've got all that all, all tied away, we'll we'll open the entries yeah probably late June early July. Yeah, excellent. So people have only got a few months to really start thinking about it. I mean, obviously they've got more than a few months, but so I know yeah, excellent. So yeah, it'll be it'll be capped at a hundred runners. Um, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Look, I think definitely the Delirious West looks like it's going to sell out this year, uh, or for 2020. You know, we're already nearly three quarter, or two thirds, sorry, the way there, or six percent of the way there, and we've you know still got 11 months to go until the event's on. Yeah. Wow. Um, the Irrational. Um, look, I'm I'm not sure. I'd love to think that will sell out, um, but I don't want to go and build it up that it'll be a sellout if if you know if it's not going to be, but. Certainly, we'll get more than the 35 that we had at Delirious because um, we kept Delirious pretty low key for the first year because we just wanted to keep it manageable for something logistically very technical is what it was. Yeah. Um, so I think I think um, you know now that we've nailed that, uh, the Irrational will uh, the Irrational will, will certainly be promoting and advertising a lot more, and, and we're going to have probably more bigger names at the Irrational than what we did in the first year at Delirious. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm. I guarantee that we will have so um, we uh, we're certainly gonna certainly gonna get that exposure and, and we will have uh, yeah yeah look maybe six to a seventy in, in the yeah. first year there look maybe we will get the hundred it is so accessible to get to Adelaide compared to yeah compared to get to the southwest of, of Western Australia so I can appreciate um, you wanting yeah, to we keep might, it under might surprise ourselves and get those 100 entrants up there I, I know that there will probably be a good 15 to 20 runners from WA yeah, right. that will come over to do it so um, you know besides we've got to put in a stronger contingent than those Victorians so <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah no that's so good um, well I think that um, we might actually leave it there you've just you've really given us a really great um, background into this race and, and also just your delirious west as well and so I guess people who are interested should keep their ear to the ground and should they follow just what, how can they well, the, find the out website, the irrational west website will will come out effectively around the the, uh, the entries time so um, we'll open that up uh, in June um, we're obviously still just going to finalise a few of the few of the aid station locations and and finishing the exact finishing point um, looks like we'll have some of the local businesses on board with that. Um, so uh, yeah, if, if they follow for now, just the, the Irrational South group page on Facebook. Um, yep. That'll certainly fill them with a fair bit of information going along, and then um, as things progress, well, then we'll we'll guide them to where they can gather more information from there. And obviously. Um and something that popped into my mind while you were talking earlier about aid stations and volunteers and whatnot, I know that there's yep. lots of people here who definitely be keen to be involved in that capacity, and um, yep. so they can contact you through that as well. And I also no, know what they, with that sort of things, yep. we'll actually have a dedicated Facebook, uh, sorry, a dedicated volunteer form on the website. 
So when the, vo- uh, the website comes out, volunteers will actually be able to register through the website what days they um, can volunteer for, what locations they sort of want to be involved at, you know, whether it's A station, whether it's medic, whether it's, um, you know, support crew or, uh, or full, we usually have some full drive evacuation vehicles. Um, maybe don't need full drive so much for, for um, where you are, but there's certainly a whole heap of different roles that we'll have listed and we'll have listed the dates that are available um, and, you know, they can they can let us let us know kind of specifically and then we'll try to cater as much as we can to their requests from there. Yeah, there's, um, there's also a, um, a number of social running groups here in South Australia, as you guys probably have as well, um, like yes. then, and quite often with the events... Like the Northern Running Group is the sort of the local one where I am, and um, you know they just do fun social runs now and again, and it's a nice little team atmosphere. Um, Absolutely, and, and they can you know, get for, for a, a have an aid station. Take, yeah, bang on for a little group to take ownership of an aid station. Mm. I know this coming year uh, for Delirious, we've got a couple of the um, actually we've got four of the local Albany sporting clubs are going to own an aid station each. Yeah. You know, they'll go through and take ownership and then they can, you know, we basically give them the aid station and all the all the equipment that they need uh, as much as we can to, to run it uh, and then they organise their crew to rotate around in shifts and stuff like that. So, And then you can set it up in your own theme, you know, you can take ownership of it from there. So absolutely. Yeah, uh, no, that's definitely good. Well, that's something that I'll, I'll share this episode around with them so they can um, maybe mobilise a little bit and so they can have a bit of a talk amongst themselves and I think it's definitely something that requires conversation but I, yeah as you say it's something different it's exciting and it's uh, inspiring to be a part of so um, I, yep. yeah well done uh, for you on to you for organizing all this and being like it's, I think race directors don't get enough credit for the amount of work that they put in to put these events on so we can go and play on the trails you know so um, I, oh, I, we get we get a lot out of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I'm not running it, uh, I, you know, and it's the same, you know, Ben, ben will back me up on this. And, and even even volunteers, you know, to see people yeah. come over that finish line and the emotion and the sense of achievement that they've just done, you know, you can't you can't fake that. And, you know, and we, we, we get that. Yeah. It never we gets... get that emotion shared so you, you, yeah I, I get just as much out of this Daniel don't worry about that it's, it's oh. quite humbling to be involved in this capacity I can I can tell that you're uh, you're passionate about it and um, yeah I think good on you man and I look forward to uh, probably meeting you in person when you come over for some recce runs I'll definitely join in with with at least one of them and um, that'd be awesome yeah but as you, I mean I'll be coming back from from the Hubert and so yeah but nevertheless yeah definitely get involved and um and yeah, so before we finish off, there's one thing I like to do with every single guest that I have on my show, um, yep. and I ask them um, my fast five questions. So like the bit, bit of park run. Um, so question one, okay, short answer questions. Question one: If you could go for a run with any celebrity, living or dead, who would it be? And it does not need to be a runner. That's a great question. Um, who would a celebrity that want to run with? Um, probably the band, the Bennies. I love the Bennies. The grunge band. <laughs> That's an awesome I'd answer. I probably want to go running with them. <laughs> I've never had a band uh, as an answer. That's great. Yeah, they're a bit loose. They're a bit loose, and that's kind of me in a sense. So I'd love to. I reckon that'd be a fun run. Excellent. <laughs> uh, question two is: uh, I want you to complete this sentence. Um, five years from now, I want to be actually earning an income, better race director. Yes, excellent. And as you should, as you should. <laughs> um, question three: uh, When you're thinking about your running, your own running, when you actually get to do it, what is your favourite type of workout or training session? Uh, just getting lost in the hills, to be honest. I love trail running in the hills. Yep. Um, you can't fake it. I love it. And it's, even when it's wet, to be honest, I love love running through um, 
through wet trails. Yeah, it can be fun, can't it? <laughs> yep, Slippery. so good on the body. Yeah. Uh, question four is, what is your favourite post-race beverage? Harvey Fresh chocolate milk. Ooh, got to love chocolate milk. It's actually very good for um, recovery too, isn't it? Not just, sure is. Yeah, it's the best. Yep. And question five, and it is the the headphones versus no headphones debate. Which side do you fall on? Uh, definitely headphones. I yep. love music, absolutely love music. And I find that um, music can get you moving when you didn't realise you could still move. Yeah. So you get the right beats going in your ears. And uh, like longer runs, I've always had the headphones in. Usually not the shorter stuff, you know, yeah. anything anything less than an ultra or you know, actually probably anything anything less than probably 50 mile or 100 mile uh, 100k I, I wouldn't use headphones but any of the longer stuff when you're simply going through the night um, yeah yeah definitely headphones good answer i like that yeah i'm a little bit the same but maybe i'm about 50 50 myself but yeah excellent all right sean that it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and um i yeah, know likewise. the um the all the listeners out there will be very interested to find get some information about this race and the upcoming race i mean and also delirious west you may have some south aussies signing up for some more races over your way i've already got Stuart mason signed up so he's the first south aussie that we've had over here or or got coming over for the delirious so um i would love some more south aussies on there so it it would be great um, that'd be awesome to um I think our two communities are going to uh, probably get to know each other in the coming year or two. and um, Very much so. Yeah, which is great. It's a unifying factor, um, the running and the trail running. Yeah. Sure is. All right. Um, all right, then. So I'll just, we'll be signing, I'm going to sign Sean off here. So um, thanks, thanks a lot, thanks. Sean. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sean. Absolute legend of a guy. Um, it was really nice to talk to him. I think I met my match and found someone who might be more excited about trail running than me. And um, so that's pretty awesome that he's um, bringing so much exciting stuff to the, the running scene here in Australia. Um, if you think you've got what it takes or you want to really test yourself and maybe you're just delirious or irrational, and want to run either the Delirious West 200 in December or the Irrational South in June of 2020, then um, check it out on Facebook. Go Googling around and um, I'll put some links up if you like and uh, start training And because, as Sean said, anyone can do it if you just set your mind to it and you have self-belief. And I think the same goes for basically any distance. If you're just learning how to run five kilometres or – 200 miles, you know, and it all starts with self-belief. So, yeah, really exciting episode and stay tuned for more information about those events in the future because it's something I would like to be involved with, whether it's running it or pacing it or crewing it, and that's also something people can be involved with because I think this is something that um, Sean needs a small army and and so I think it would be just something pretty magical to be a part of. So, yeah, follow along on Facebook or, you know, just find Sean on Facebook and, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. All right. In the meantime, happy running and see you next week. Bye-bye.